A group of war veterans puts their lives on the line to defend a young woman taking shelter in their local VFW post who's running from a deranged drug dealer and his relentless army of drug-addled punks. It's punks and drugs meets zombies, maybe. It's Spooktober on Action Action Podcast. This week we watched VFW. Roll the music. Hey, welcome back to Action Action Podcast. My name is John. With me, as always, is Dustin. Hello. And James. Oh, was that your spooky? Your spooky hello. <laughs> we are all thirty. <laughs> we are all men in our mid to late thirties who have beards. And are white, so obviously we have a podcast. And our pack <laughs> podcast talks about action movies. And it's spooky. It's not spooky. <laughs> it is now. Yeah, oh yeah, it's October, so it's spooky. Sure is. It's yeah, spooky how spooky white stuff. we are. Mm, yes. Just Caspers. Like ghostly. <laughs> you really got a problem with us being white. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a problem with us being white. I was just thinking about how, like, well, we have beards and... We're white, so obviously we have a podcast. No, yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, it's I think pretty. That's, yeah, I think that comes as like a part of the contract. I think that's what we kind of have to do. Like, we have to like abandon our white. Like, you used to buy a Corvette when you like hit. You know, when you, midlife crisis. Yeah. Now, now, now we just, just start a podcast. Start a podcast. Yeah. Why not? Shut up. It's more. I'm hanging with. No, this is time with my friends. No, it's productive. <laughs> it's I have more a pod, therapeutic. I have a podcast, Lisa. <laughs> It's important. There's like 50 people listening to this, okay? Yeah. Do people were thinking about starting a Patreon? <laughs> we we have followers. Starting a Patreon. I don't know, Deborah. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> Susan. Fucking uh, Susan. Susan. Susan, Susan get off my back. <laughs> well, hey guys, what's going on? Uh, so yeah, it's the f- we're releasing this the first week of October. I think today oh, we're recording this on the first day of October. It is the first of October, of sp- and I am so happy. It's Spooktober. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is the most magical time of the year for me. Dustin right? loves shitty horror movies. <laughs> Instagram's going to light up. Uh, yeah, I'm also going to be posting a lot of horror movies I watch all month. Dustin also has more time than God. <laughs> this is true. Uh, to watch his stuff. Yeah, that's true. He edges all year to get oh, to here. God. It's true. It's actually true. <laughs> Fact. He watches one horror movie. And now it just explodes. <laughs> Dustin oh, watches gross, man. Dustin <laughs> watches you brought it up. Yeah, Dustin watches eleven horror movies over the course of the year, like by like ten minute or five minute segments over the course of a month. So that he just five minutes, five minutes. So he finishes one movie a, a month until October. And then he can just go crazy and watch. He well, it's, it, here it's October first. I've already watched three. <laughs> what the fuck? One of them. One of them was this movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess that makes it better. I'm not convinced this counts as a <laughs> horror movie. I, I think it's the, just enough in there. To yeah, I think so. Count. We'll get to it. Before we get to it, uh, is there anything we want to talk about that we watched that we liked or didn't like? 
No one comes with not likes. I, I want to start it's off not this like week. A not tr- okay, yeah. Ah, give it to me. Ah, I watched Fargo. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Both both episodes. Both episodes. I feel the same way I felt about the last season of Fargo, where I'm not completely bought in yet. Yeah. Um. So the if, for for anybody who hasn't watched Fargo, um, the TV show. It's a TV show based on the Coen Brothers movie Fargo. It's the fourth season. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's a TV show. It's more. It is more of a. It's an anthology. Anthology series. series. Right? Each season is its own story. Uh, the first and second season are 100 percent pure dynamite <laughs> from yeah. start to finish. Yeah. I liked the third season as well. Well, I, yeah, didn't say probably, the, I would say it was the a third season. Uh, I wasn't on board Jim. by the end of the season. I completely bought in and right. I absolutely loved it. And I feel like it was season. Four is starting off in the same way where I'm yeah, not a bit of a slow start. I'm not fully in in yet. I do trust him completely mm-hmm. to there's a couple characters that I'm like the nurse, awesome. Yeah. Uh, the Italian brother, the one that just came back from Italy. Oh he's amazing. Yeah. So I, I'm hopeful that it's gonna uh, I still believe it's gonna get there. Yeah. I, I'm just saying like it's starting off in that it's it's a bit slow. It's a bit slow, it's a bit disjointed. There's things that don't work. There are things that really worked in a trailer that oh, yeah, didn't yeah. work so much. The way they actually the way they actually laid, pan, out, like, yeah. laid out. Uh, Jason Schwartzman is like <laughs> like a personal hero. I love him. Uh, this is a this is an interesting role for him. I, I think he's probably going to have some really good. Schwartzman playing a Italian who grew up for a couple of years being a Jew and is now an Italian again. Well, yeah. I mean, that's complicated. That sounds weird when you say it like that, but yeah. Well, if you watch the show, you'll understand. Uh, yeah, so I loved it. Um, I'm loving it. Uh, and then just the boys is still, still absolutely killing it every episode. James, I assume literally. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, You're catching up on the first season, aren't you? Yeah, I think I'm on episode five of the second season. Okay, so you're, at, you're, ahead, you're way ahead of me now. Oh, okay. You're on five of the second season? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Nice. Yeah. I just been watching like at least two a day. (laughs) Two days. It's a whole different meaning to two days. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're catching up. I'm catching up. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I I love it. So how many, I don't don't know know what episode I just watched last week. I don't know. Anyway. Couldn't tell you. I mean... We could look it up, but I don't want to. It, anyway, it gives me like two seconds to stop it from playing the next one. So, uh, so you're liking it though? Yeah. Oh yeah. Clearly, it's super. Them away like that. It's so violent. I'm kind of waiting for uh, Homelander to just like kill everyone because he's like ready to snap. So that's kind of his thing throughout the entire run. Right. I, but. There's always that threat. There's got to be a payoff somewhere where it he just starts be, murdering but it, people. But it, it'll only happen in the last season, my, is my yeah, guess. Yeah. I mean, depends, I guess, how they lay out the show versus the comic, but yeah. Anyway, James? Yeah, it's good. Uh, so I watched The Boys. <laughs> yeah. And that's, I mean, I'm all caught up on Lovecraft Country, so. Oh, yeah. That. Lovecraft The last episode of Lovecraft Country was amazing. Yeah, it uh, was amazing. Yes, all the uh, cosmic travel. And, yeah, yeah, I actually, I watched that, you know, where she's going through everything and she's like coming to this, like talking about like racism and the system and how it's set up and stuff. But and and it, it's just like, 
the the way that she like is empowered it's just like yeah fuck yeah yeah like, that's so awesome not to give anything away with the last the latest episode of fuck it, we Country, give it away <laughs> but a character goes through a uh, a space-time kind of yeah. trip to try to try to figure out who who she is and i think it was really enlightening as like yeah. as a it was pretty awesome because it was really fun on like just even on like a science fiction oh. level yeah but yeah. then uh, yeah like you're saying james really brought in some weighty stuff and did it in a, like a, an emotional and sort of cathartic sort of way yeah i just find the way not only do they have like all like the sci-fi or like the goriness and like those those types of we stories like that. <laughs> but the way that they have like brought in like racism and like breaking down like some of those stereotypes it's just i don't know it's yeah when phenomenal. she talks about how her own parents held her down yeah because of like the stereotypes that like what was expected of them and like how like how she's never been able to become who yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was one of the most amazing episodes of a TV show I've watched in, you know, in years. Yeah, that's yeah what I've been up to, other than like half an hour of the debate. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, the much, debate. What, you what did you think of the debate, James? Uh, you know, I was gonna stick it out, but then I was just like, this is just fucking garbage. I just, I I have this this sick obsession. <laughs> With American politics, it is kind of sick. Isn't it it I mean, is. It's we're disgusting, Canadians and we pay so much attention. I don't to know it. why the fuck I care. Well, they used to say though, and they still do. Like there goes America, and like there goes Canada in five years. Yeah. So like, yeah, true. But I just, I don't know. After watching that, it's just like <laughs> this take country's a, a fucked. Oh yeah. That's like, fun. from sorry, what I yeah. sorry uh, to our listeners down down south. I don't yeah, think you guys are fucked. fucked. <laughs> you guys did better than me. I didn't watch it while it was happening, but I saw a clip online and I was like, okay, I'll watch a few minutes of this. And I lasted about no shit. I lasted about 20 seconds. Oh. And I was like, nope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was watching a doddering old man get yelled at by like a syphilitic brained, like. <laughs> lunatic that like had a fake you know like his Which, nose was about you know, to fall that's, off that might be some people's bag yeah yeah listen jack just shut up yeah <laughs> you're a clown it's like shut up biden like and like not to like give away my political leanings but oh, like nobody knows what but is like it? what are they <laughs> can you could you really not see bernie doing a better job of shutting that shit the fuck down of course oh yeah like he would have fucking buried him yeah. He would have buried yeah, Trump. At least would have been more, uh, yeah. He would have not stumbled over his words like a drunk me. Like, <laughs> it, it doesn't matter who you are. If you're talking and every time you talk, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> but would you? <laughs> I, I do. I, I don't understand how, I don't understand how he doesn't go and be like, like, hey, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, but that's not presidential. Oh man, I just <laughs> I, you got to you got to appease to the left, to I'll the never, right, I'll to never, center, yeah. the undecided voters. Tell them because there's undecided voters still. Out yeah, there. how is there an undecided voter in the room? Anyways, not to get too political. 
Yeah, let's, let's get back on track. Yeah. Here. All right. So everybody vote Trump. Um, <laughs> Trump 2020. Tw- Trump 2020. Uh, fake, fake news. Um, Okay, so I watched uh, a couple nights ago. I watched this brand new thriller movie called Alone. Uh, not to be confused. The with TV the, show? No. Not Boom. To, not to be confused with the TV show. Not to be confused with the other movie called Alone that was released this year. That's like a South Korean zombie movie. Oh, okay. This is a this is a thriller directed by a guy named John Hyams, and it's like it's very simple movie. It's nothing new really. It's like um, this woman. Uh, she's moving by herself uh, to the Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. She's driving a car with a U-Haul trailer, and she runs into this kind of weird guy at a road stop, yeah. and keeps sort of running into him. And then uh, eventually he like kidnaps her, and then it's her like escaping and being pursued by him in the woods. Oh, uh, so it's not like a new thing. Like it's sort of a backwoods survival kind of thing, but um, it's just really well executed. The guy that plays the creepy dude um, was on Ozark. Did you guys watch Ozark at all? I watched the no. first season. Uh, he was in the first season. He was um, the you know, what's what's the girl Ruth, her dad. Oh yeah, the the young blonde girl yeah. that was in uh, the Americans. Her dad, so her uncle, her her dad's yeah, brother. Yeah, yeah, He's the creepy guy in this. Uh, and anyway, there's only three actors that appear in the entire movie. The woman, this creep, and like one other character. Uh, what's the? Is that Blue Mouse film? <laughs> yeah, it Actually, sounds not, like I'm it. I'm not sure. I don't think it is, but uh, I could be wrong on that. James will tell you about the Blue Mouse model. Yes, I know. <laughs> I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> he loves the Blue Mouse model. <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's a small movie, but it's just really well executed, really tense, and uh, well shot. And yeah, it was. I mean, I don't know if I could say fun because the type of movie it is. You know, it's like a creepy situation, but yeah. Uh, pretty entertaining hmm. right and on. then on the, last night to uh, kick off October I watched this zombie movie called The Living Dead at the Manchester Morgue yeah I saw that It's a, this is a pre uh, Dawn of the Dead movie yeah post Night of the Living Dead but before yeah. Dawn came out so pretty early on in terms of um, setting the, the rules for zombie movies and stuff mm-hmm. lumbering slow zombies yeah definitely the slow type uh, which personally I prefer there's just something so... The slow type? Yeah. There's just something more scary to me about What's, it. It's like this... Like, even though they're moving so slow, you can't... You're not going to escape. They're somehow... They're going to get you. They just keep coming. I get it. And it's, they're slowly... It's like in a dream and you can't, like, get it. You can't run away fast enough. Yeah, think, like, the slow zombies feel like a... Like, it's like dreadful. A, they're, they're a force that is, like, undeniable. Like, you can say that you can figure a way to get away, get out of it, but you know, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like, you've got the Brad Pitt zombies, right? World War Z, what we covered on the show. Yeah. Where they're just like running like, uh, like bats out of hell or whatever. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, really awesome atmosphere. Like it's in the, it takes place in the countryside in the UK. And then there's like, you know, the night it's nighttime and it gets super foggy and shit. I don't know. It, just, it was really, really, really good. In fact, I would, I would say up there with, among the best zombie movies I've ever seen. So really, wow, that's amazing. Really enjoyed that for sure. So yeah, that is what I watched. Zombies, zombies, I, zombies. I, I can't remember the last zombie movie I watched where it's like the slower. I can remember the last zombie, zombie. movie you watched. Like a slower zombie. Not slow zombies. These <laughs> no fast zombies. I would con- I would say that the movie that we're going to talk about today 
pulls a lot from zombie. Absolutely. Oh yeah, films. totally. Uh, but uh, they're not really slow zombies. No, not in this movie. Shaun of the Dead slow zombies. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Um, You're right. Again. We don't. We don't really. T- <laughs> that's what I strive for. <laughs> you know me. Always wanting to be right and hold that over people. Yeah. I'm like the dumbest fucking person on this podcast. I don't think so. I think I take that. Um, we, could all, we could all have our moments. Yeah, you're right, Dustin. Yeah, Dustin, you actually are the dumbest fucking person on this podcast. No, James, Thanks, he's Chris. right. He's right. He's right. He's right. When I'm right, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, zombies. I, I, I don't know. I'd say like VFW. Well, let's roll the trailer and then we'll talk about the movie. Oh, Lord. Oh, there you go. You've been at this, haven't you? I have. Uh-huh. To us. Still here. Still here. You know where you are, kid? In the uh, VFW post. How about we close the bar down early tonight? What do you got going on? The best birthday that Freddie ever got. Linda! Hey! This is Girl! Oh. Hey! It's Q&A time, kid. See, the problem is that me and my old friends are probably going to die tonight unless you help us out to understand what's happening here. You steal this? Foz killed my sister, all right? This, though, it's all he's got his whole life. V-F-W. What is that? Veterans of foreign wars. Good. Soldiers are good at dying. There's only one satisfactory solution, and that is we get our product back and each of you die. You were a soldier. So we all. Let's act like it. We set a perimeter. We make our stand. You'll all die very, very slowly. You last. But what are we gonna do? Do it. Or you make a mistake. I'm gonna cut your heart out. You and me both know this ain't the only option. We can push Miss Teen USA right back out to the way she came in. It's for you that we're doing all of this. Hey, I never asked for your goddamn help, Gramps. The second you walked through that door, we were duty-bound to help you. Let's go. DFW 2019. I thought this movie came out this year, actually. Uh, it was directed by Joe Begos. Stars uh, Fred Lang, William Sadler, Fred Will... What? Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang, William Sadler, Fred Williamson, Martin Cove, um, David Patrick Kelly, George Went, Tom Will- Williamson? Yeah. Uh, Travis Hammer and Dora Madison? Yes. So, Dustin, you picked this movie. This is our first movie in Spooktober, our Halloween... Woo! Our Spook- Halloween... Spooktacular. It's very spooky. Um, so, a couple... Two... Couple, a couple questions. Um, one, had you seen this movie already? Uh, two, why did you pick it? Uh, one, I had not seen it yet, but I had been wanting to basically since it came out. But then I figured, oh, this seems like one that we should do on the show, so I'll save it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here we are. And then two, I picked it uh, just because I had heard uh, good things about it. I, it looked cool it sounded like something that would be appropriate for us and uh i had seen one other movie by this director before joe bagos a movie called the mind's eye uh and much like this movie is sort of his homage to john carpenter i would say yeah Uh, the mind's eye was more of a homage to like uh, cronenberg's scanners uh now i didn't actually like end up 
really liking the mind's eye a whole lot there was some really cool stuff in it but there's a lot more working in his favor i think in this movie scanners that's a, it's a dope james have movie. you ever seen i've never seen scanners it's got the famous head exploding the head exploding scene. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's on my I, I uh, went, jerk off reel <laughs> i sure feel like is. i went through at kernberg um i went through that like a like a early aughts phase of watching like all those movies yeah the fly yeah like i i actually never seen the fly you you've never seen the fly no it's one that i just can't get myself to watch oh man it's so good i know but like i yeah video drum oh yeah 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 fucking video drums video drums fucking awesome i just rewatched that recently it's so good uh but yeah no i've never watched the fly yeah you you must you've seen the fly james no Really? I've never seen it. I thought you told me you had watched that one a while ago. No. He did tell you. He lied. It was, no. He was, he was just edging. Jeff no, no. Goldblum? That was his way of edging. Davis? Telling yeah. you that he no, watched No, I, I watched uh, some clips on YouTube. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, I need to watch this movie. <laughs> you do? You yeah. need to watch that movie. Well, you know, getting into all these movies, is like there's so many. There's a lot. And, you know. Hard to know where to start. I, yeah, I just, you know. I got the boys to watch. I got Lovecraft Country. I mean, <laughs> that's, that is the thing. You brought it up earlier where uh, James and I have also spoken about this, I believe, where it's like these people who are watching all these shows and all these movies right right now in quarantine. Yeah. Like Jason Manzoukas is talking about all of the things that he's watching right now. Right. And James and I were talking about this. He's a single guy who lives mm-hmm. alone. Yes. And he's and watching can't go anywhere because he lives in LA. And, and he also <laughs> is like completely like germaphobic. Right. Yeah. And he's terrified because he has allergies and like he's so scared and he's just watching all this shit. And it's like, sounds that sounds, sounds fucking great. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Except for I have a wife and kids and four kids, four kids. <laughs> and I have to go to my job. You didn't go. You didn't choose the Jason Manzoukas lifestyle. Yeah, <laughs> mistakes I, were made. Mistakes were made. <laughs> I'm not gonna say I don't want to have my kids and my wife. If they could just like take off for a little. <laughs> yeah. If they could give Listen, me little, I gotta get some smokes. Can you give me for the next like, twenty smokes. years? Give me ten years. <laughs> no, of course not. But like, it is that thing where it's just like I would love nothing more than to just be like, oh, I'm just gonna go through a Criterion collection. Of films, yeah. Well, there's, I mean, because everybody has holes, right? Of whatever. If we're talking about horror movies or whatever, do you, Dustin? Of course, I'm like I'm constantly like, trying to, like Team NT two. I'm constantly trying to Team get my T- holes filled. You yeah, guys. turtles you in watch, time. You don't watch any of the turtles movies. I've seen all of those movies. I saw them all in the theater, <laughs> even the third one. <laughs> I saw the third one. Well, James and Fucking I saw. Yeah, yeah, we saw it in the theater. We saw the theater. <laughs> yeah, stupid bitch, Dustin. <laughs> Uh, I went to hell. I went to, I think the first two I went on opening night. Did you ever finish Kroll Show, Dustin? Oh my God. Here we are again. Here we go. Let's go back to Kroll Show. Anyway. Did you ever finish Kroll Show? No. Is your blind spot like Disney movies? Is your blind spot? I've seen most of those. Not the modern ones, I guess. Is your blind spot good comedy? Absolutely. Good comedy. (laughs) Big Mouth? I've seen all of Big Mouth. Oh. I thought you just hated Benchwarmers? <laughs> I think I have seen Benchformers. I think we the talked Adam about Sandler this one. All right, let's, let's get into this movie. Um, Dustin, let's, let's, you, you run down like you run down like what happens at the beginning. Yeah, like where, so what we're doing. We with. get a brief little introduction that lets us know that we're kind of in a s- near future. Where isn't this like today? 
I, almost. <laughs> I think what really? he's saying in near future, being like, like it could be today, but it like it's like I think it's supposed to be like slightly in the future. I think it's supposed to be next year. Yeah, basically, oh, Joe it, Biden's it's America. Like, it's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, it's like it's definitely like things have gone down the shitter all the way, kind of okay. thing. Oh, Trump's America. No, Joe Biden's America. Uh, who's That's the, what's gonna happen. Who's the Who's the libertarian? Uh, libertarian's Paul, America. Jill Stein. That was last time, wasn't it? Yeah, it's all her fault. Not Hillary. Clinton. Here we go again with our obsession with America. So. <sighs> Anyways, uh, yeah. So I don't. E- it doesn't even say which city they're in, but like everything is like ghettoized and I'm trash. California. And, uh, we learn that there's this new drug that's like a new type of methamphetamine that's called like hype or something like that, right? Yeah, it's hype. fucking super. It's a super kind of like premise. dread, right? It yeah, like, it's like slow mo. Slow mo. Yeah. The uh, premise of this, the, the premise of this film was really, really weak. Yeah, I mean, it really just needs its basic setup to get the the ball rolling. Yeah, I actually don't mind it because yeah, it, it's fine. It gets you there. Weak, not being <laughs> a pejorative, like just like it's they're they're not delving deep into like the. No, we're not finding out what are the social ills, what causes this to happen, any of that stuff. No, but I think it fits in with certain type of people that are like, that's what they view drug addicts. Right, sure. To be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And in this case, it turns them into sort of raving lunatics. Yeah. This hype drug. Anyway, so then um, we've got this VFW bar, Veterans of Foreign uh, Wars, Mm -hmm. uh, and it's run by Fred, played by Stephen Lang, and all his buddies, they're all like classic fucking action movie oldies, basically, right? Like, we've got William Sadler, who is the villain in Die Hard 2. Security around this place. We figured. It's a joke. Colonel Stewart, can we have a few words, please? You can have two. Fucking you. No pictures, you pinko bitch. Uh, as Walter... Fred Williamson, who we watched last in From Dusk Till Dawn. Yep. Uh, classic uh, exploitation movie actor. Martin Cove from fucking Karate Kid. The villain from Karate Kid is in this. And then David Patrick Kelly, their small buddy who gets, who gets uh, fucked up right at the beginning. Yeah. And he's like dying throughout the movie. Yeah. The marijuana addict? Yes, the marijuana addict. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, I always first think of the Warriors when I see him, but he is, of course, fucking Sully from Commando. Take care. Oh, here. Have some beers in Valverde Matrix. It'll give everyone a little more time with your daughter. You're a funny guy, Sully. I like you. That's why I'm going to kill you last. Oh, that's Sully? <laughs> that's fucking Sully, Holy man. fuck. So, yeah, some time has passed. Mind blown. <laughs> Yeah, and then George went just and then George thrown Wentz in for funny, good measure. funny buddy that's there too, yeah. And so they're all hanging out in their the VFW bar. It's uh, Fred's birthday, and they're all trying to celebrate. In fact, they're about to sh- shut down and go to a strip bar, a stripper. Yeah. Uh, because, then, well, hold on. They're going to a stripper <laughs> because the dude that Fred fucked, sorry, the woman that Fred fucked yeah, in the heard. 70s, <laughs> Her, her daughter, daughter is, is stripping. stripping. That's cool. Cool, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Yeah, everything's completely <laughs> above board here. Like, yeah. So I, I, I do want to put like a like a blanket statement on like this movie is not a progressive film in any way, shape, or form. That sounds like people I hang around with in the in the <laughs> trades right. in the trades, right? Oh man. 
You guys want to go to the Peelers? You guys want to see this girl I fucks the daughter? You guys want to throw some no, coins? No, but I, I do know of a guy. They would always go to the Peeler bar, and they would bug this one guy at work, and he would say, they would always say, hey, we're going to the Peeler bar, because his daughter was stripping there. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man, that's fucked up. Yeah, it's totally fucked up. We're like, yeah, for the cost of a pint of beer, and get this close to your daughter. Well, this has taken a depressing turn. What? Hey, this is uh, (laughs) the this is what we live in. This is the reality. Yeah, yeah, but like she, she, she shouldn't be shamed for what she's doing. Hey, these are the types of people I work with. They should have been like, we're gonna go. Give your daughter money because we're we, going to support we're her. We're supporting her. Support your local stripper? Yeah, that's what I believe in. <laughs> that's not a joke. Like, yeah, okay. If, if you want to be a stripper, like, be proud of, like, they shouldn't have hurt this dude. Hey, hey. I wasn't What's that guy name? that said, let's do this. I'm James, just saying. you're not very nice to uh, these I people. I believe you, James. I'm a horrible person. Anyway, they are, uh, they're about to shut down. Uh, this guy, Sean, comes in. He's a young soldier. Just got back from overseas somewhere, and they quickly uh, buddy up with him and are just having some drinks with him. Mm-hmm. And then this is all interrupted by Lizard, who runs in. She is a character who uh, her sister was killed by these drug dealers across the street. They're all hanging out in this old movie theater. Yeah, uh, there's this leader Boz and his right hand woman in this case Gutter. <laughs> and they've got another guy tank and some others but uh, yeah. they had a big drug deal about to go down she stole the drugs after they killed her sister goes into their bar and they end up having to sort of fortify the bar and protect it from oncoming waves of drug zombies it's kind of a fun idea I, 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 I don't know how I feel about this I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing where they set this entire uh, thing up with a theft of $500,000 worth of drugs, which obviously is a lot of money, mm-hmm. but in movie terms is like $0. Well, but perhaps in this near future, this is a, once again, a lot of money. Yeah. One, yeah, no. And that, I think that's kind of an interesting thing that they do where they, they do make it like this. I don't want to say a, a piddly amount, but like in movie terms. Yeah. Like the stakes are not uh, sky high in this movie. It's people protecting a bar and each other, a handful of friends, old mm-hmm. friends, and a couple of new people they've just been introduced to, and like, and that's it. Like, it's a small movie. It's pretty much one location. Yeah, and there's a lot of things I think in this film that like where they subvert expectations, and we'll get into it as it goes along. But like, I think they do things in a really fun, interesting, and like kind way where like you think something's going to be like, you think this is going to end up in this bad way, but like actually this person is acting a different way. Like, I, I don't know. I, th- I think they do a right. really good job. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And it's definitely like, I mean, this is nothing super original, right? Like, no, it's definitely assault on precinct 13 with, yeah. with maybe a dash of ex- escape from New York thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, it, it, it's definitely, that's what he's doing. And they, it's a love letter to those movies right yeah yeah so let's get into the movie and then let's remember at the end that we should compare this to assault on precinct 13 right and like and like let's just say like where this movie uh how it stacks up right but pretty much like what you're saying dustin is like you've got this this 
this girl, Lizard, she steals these drugs in a backpack. I just after... hate that her name's Lizard. Yeah, it's really <laughs> like it's stupid. Just, it doesn't fit. No, it doesn't. It's just like a street name, right? What yeah, are you I talking get, about? I... Who are you talking to? You're talking to James and I? Yeah. Like, we a know, like, name? of course. Yeah, no, 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 Dustin. You're right. That's a street name. Lizard. <laughs> yeah. Like, gutter, people don't go yeah, by... Tank. Gutter, tank. People don't go by the name Sally on the street? Fuck no. Boz. Everyone's got a cool name on the street. Where have you been? <laughs> Megatron. Megatron. <laughs> My buddy Megatron down there. Um, yeah, so like she steals this shit, and she, like, fucking runs over to this VFW. I mean, why didn't he just close the safe? Was, oh, yeah, was there a safe, too? He well, puts it, like, in a fridge or something, doesn't he? No, I thought it was, like, a safe. Oh, for some reason, I thought he stuck it in a fridge. There's a fridge. I know oh. there's a fridge involved. Well, why didn't he just close the fridge? What? When, what? Okay, when <laughs> she when she okay, so when she stole the goods, yeah, he kind of like left the door that oh, he was holding. About the safe in. she stole it from. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that that's a he that's just a safe. left it. Yeah, I think, open. I think he he like went out because he thought he was just going out the door for a minute, and then mm-hmm. he's a he's a badass drug dealer, man. You see his open chest. Travis that, Hammer, man, is the Tra- guy? Travis oh, Hammer. That guy fucks <laughs> with his fucking leather jacket. And yeah. his oh, shirt. he's so cool. Spikes. They obviously don't taste the merchandise because they seem more with it. Yeah, Boz. He doesn't seem like he's a user. Yeah, yeah but we we're introduced to him by uh, he has this meeting with his subordinates. One of them is his brother, who has worked out some deal for them. Then this hype addict comes along and she wants some of the drugs. Yeah. So he throws it off of the fucking like balcony. Balcony, yeah, and she just like dives for it and splatters. Yeah, splatters he, he's all like, "Well, go get it." Well, I think that it's <laughs> setting him up to just be a straight up psycho, like psychopath. Yeah, and I thought he did a pretty good job throughout the movie. I mean, I think there was maybe not quite enough of him as the villain, but there was some good moments well, with him. Yeah, I mean, there was a lot of him just standing there. Yes, like that that is one of my big complaints is later in the movie we get to a point where he's just kind of standing around waiting for something to do. Yeah. Um, but we'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, he does have some really good line deliveries. Yeah, he at does. Points. This, uh, this girl runs in. Her sister was just quote unquote murdered um, by Boz. And, uh, you know, she's got the drugs and now all of the drug addict slash drug zombie type people are after her yeah uh, I led think the boss like mo- mobilizes them and yeah. says like hey she just stole all your drugs if you want them back like she went into go the get it so it's because it, they're about to move out of town anyway so you get this vfw i think there's also this interesting thing where it's being set up by fred he, he he's picking up his friends uh he, he picks up uh, uh abe mm-hmm. uh fred williamson um on his way to the VFW that he runs. You don't really know what's going on. I believe uh, Walter is in the back. Right. Of the, we, the, we learn that once they get there. That, he like yeah. sits up out of the box. It's, yeah. it, it's kind of this fun thing. And it's like, it's not fun, but it's like this, uh, it, this melancholy, sad thing. They, they never play this too hard, mm-hmm. which I think is kind of a smart choice where they never play it too hard that they are X. Um, ex-army like they are veterans yeah where they don't get too back in too involved in their backstory about the shit that they saw or there's just like enough there to you know it's like you know it's it's stereotypical stuff they do it yeah, yeah. they do but it in it's a, done it's done well enough it's done well enough it's done in a smart way where it doesn't but it's allow more you to think about it it's yeah. more lighthearted stuff yeah because yeah, like all those introductory 
scenes in the bar gives you a, a good sense of who everyone is. Yeah, and then they're ranking their, their and where they're, right. Yeah, yeah it, it, they do actually quite a good job of that. Where like you're not being like bogged down with like their which would be true like incredibly sad stories about like what they saw and what they went through. Right, and like, then, and you have Martin Cove is like. He's like the sort of slimy used car dealer guy. Mm-hmm. He's the one in a suit. He's a little bit more put together than the rest of them. They do a really good job with him, uh, with Martin, with Lou, um, of making him to be the, uh, I don't know what the, not the mole, but like the the turncoat. Right. Uh, they do a really good job setting his character up uh, for what's going to happen in the future. But I, I Very much reminded me of Jeremy Piven's character in Judgment Night. The Emilio Estevez yeah. uh, movie, same kind of character. Yeah, but like you kind of get this sense of like Fred obviously is this guy who like care, Stephen Lang who cares deeply about these people. Like he like truly loves these people, and they're kind of keeping him going. Yeah, I mean it's like a lovable band of misfits, right? Yeah, um, and like mm-hmm. I, there is the sense of like camaraderie and friendship. Like where I I think there's a brotherhood. Yeah, they established that pretty well. I I think think they do a really great job with that. Like, pulling all of that together. Um, Even with... I think the the weakest character would be Thomas, which would be George Wentz's character, um, who does seem to just be there for no reason. (laughs) Does Does it mention... Was he... I can't remember if they actually say anything about him having been a soldier as well. Well, they imply that you have to be a soldier to be there. Yeah, right. You have to be to be there. So I figure I figure I could have worked. But he is also um the first of the friends to get killed off, is he not? Yeah, that's why like uh, it's like a he's and a George Went sort of situation. Total tack on. <laughs> uh just to add a little comedy and stuff. But, but it's, it's good it was good to see him. I it seen is, him yeah. in a while. But then so then like the the barrage start, like they, they get attacked. Yeah, once she comes in, yeah. Uh yeah, a few of them start running in. The brother first comes in yeah. with Tank, I think, and a couple others. And uh, Stephen Lang pulls a shotgun out from under the bar and literally blows this guy's head up. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it escalates real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, they don't even think for one second any kind of, like... Like repercussion, yeah. Like what's gonna happen? It's just like, like no, nah, I'm just gonna blow this guy's head off. Yeah, I kind of appreciate that though. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm in. It's just, it just is like these are the stakes. Yeah. Right. Like there's no fucking around. Right. Yeah. Like they, they really just got go right into we will kill a motherfucker. Yeah, and Stephen Lang, as the movie starts to progress here. We kind of realize, like, okay, he's definitely not only is he the owner of the bar, he is the sort of leader, de facto leader of these guys. Like but they he, all kind of look to him. But he's also been the leader. Like you get stories, like uh, right, William Sadler not, tells a story. Is it William Sadler who tells the story? Yeah, about punching him. Yeah, uh, and then they become friends. And yeah, stuff when they're in the army. Well, because there's even that moment where he kind of gets beat down. And then everyone's kind of like out of sorts. You know, people are trying to say, we should do this and we should do that. And then he comes out from the back and he's like, listen, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. Kind of thing. Like, what are you, stupid? You don't give them 
the drugs. They're going to burn this place down. <laughs> yeah. It's what I right. like. Yeah. Cause Martin Cove is like, I'll take the drugs over and make a deal for us. Yeah. What like, I, no, as soon as the drugs are out of here, we're done. Like they'll kill us. What I kind of like about this movie is that they don't actually talk down to any character in this movie. Like no one is ever like the weakest link or like you're an idiot. Yeah. It, it actually does a lot of things like that. I haven't really seen a lot in movies where they are yes they have like problems as a cohesive group right but like they never actually break apart and we'll we'll jump ahead right to the to the martin cove part where he does run he and goes he, and tries to make he, a deal he tries to make with, a deal with boz, yeah. with boz and he's like this is what i do i make deals he thinks he's gonna be able to talk his way out of it right and but he it doesn't feel in any way like he's I, well, I at thought first, at, first, at first you're like, oh shit, he's fucking. He's gonna sell them him. out. Yeah, yeah but yeah. he, but then you quickly realize that he's not selling them no, out. Yeah, that but was he's, refreshing. He's actually trying to do the right thing, and then when he sees like, oh, I made a grave mistake, he just like doubles down. Yeah, and it's like yeah. I am not gonna let my friends get hurt. Right. He he calls out to Fred and's like, there's a guy on your left coming yeah. from behind or whatever, and yeah. then like. He ends up being killed, but it was like he knew that was going to happen once this the deal didn't work, right? Like, and he was he's still going to try to protect his buddies. But you don't see that normally. Like, you normally yeah. you normally see be it, like, oh, he's the craven character. He's the one that like yeah was too weak to take it. Well, because like he tried to do that earlier, but then Fred stopped him right from t- from taking the drugs out. But it's like he just can't. He thinks he can come up with these ways to solve the problem. But for whatever reason, he just can't see the logical step is like you go over there. You're just going to die. Like, yeah. Well, he's he's he, believe, he believes salesman. in his abilities as a salesman. Yeah. But I, I actually I think that like that's one of the moments of the movie where I was like, oh, this this is really good. Like where they don't do that typical thing. They where, don't just take the easiest path right yeah like, like that would be that's what i thought was happening and that would have been fine but there's just little tweaks and it's funny how like just little tweaks to small details can make something work just a lot more yeah know? so like so one of these little details for me is when uh george went goes out he's like oh, i'll get my car right mm-hmm. and then there's um, they all get attacked and then uh, Sean the, new, the younger army guy yeah he's out there shooting them and he says these things are everywhere yeah, yeah. that changes it from uh, like you know they're okay they're they're changes drug addicts from a bunch of drug addict punks to, to now they're like now z- we, zombies they are full on like zombies yeah. right so it totally like changes they're obviously viewing these people as like these things <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, it's also funny though because it's like it's a thing that you might not like. I didn't pick up on that. Like I didn't hear that. Mm-hmm. So it it might be a subtle way where like the filmmakers are changing your perception without like w- with a vocal cue, yeah. right? Without yeah. actually doing anything. Um, that the fact that you bring up uh, Sean, like Tom Williamson, I think this is also something that's really interesting where. This guy comes in like at the end of the night, like it's, it's right before closing, or they're gonna go to the to fucking peelers or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Fred Williamson's talking about his his toothpicks. Yeah, and <laughs> that he needed. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, but Sean Williamson comes in. I, I I love I love this scene 
where as soon as like, well, Fred doesn't want to ask for his ID. He has no intention on, but I think it was like Walter. Abe, Abe tells Abe him to go check his Abe. ID. Yeah. And he's like, fine, let me check your ID. But as soon as he does, right, he is absolutely 100% completely accepted. Uh, accepted. Yeah. Like there's not like now you're one of us. Get out of here, young buck. Like right. you know what I mean. Like he is 100 percent a part of that group, and well, and he also they say something to him about him having his uniform on, and he makes a joke about like, oh, somebody told me if you wear first your uniform class, on yeah. the plane, they'll put you in first class. Didn't work out though, and immediately they're it's like diffused, and they're like, oh, we, like we like this guy. He's one of us. Yeah, and like I I think that you can take exactly this like um this template of a film. And you can just, on any group, I think that if you do this template, it would always work. Where this new guy comes in and he's 100% like in the group right away. And I like that. Whereas usually you have this like point in the film, like maybe like at the beginning of the third act or end of the second act, where like, is this guy really part of the group or is he like a turn you know is he gonna yeah, like no, he's immediately part. but he's immediately part and i love this like yeah. i love the fact that like he is from the the, the moment like that he is uh he, he's introduced and gives his credentials he's a part of it yeah and that no one wavers and, uh but now then their relationship with lizard is a little more contentious because she's not totally being honest with them when she comes in there yeah they're like uh they hear the phrase uh give it back to us and they're like, what is it? Like, was she carrying something? Because she stashed these drugs in the toilet. Yeah. <laughs> but they find yeah. it right away. Well, because well, it Martin won't Cole flush. Martin Cove is trying to take a piss and like it won't flush. Yeah, it yeah. won't flush. Um, yeah, so, it goes so, from them thinking it's the girl that they're after to right. something. So there's definitely more uh, conflict between the group and her because... She has burst in and she, but and that makes but, told them anything. But that actually makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, they still decide like we're not giving her up. Yeah, we're gonna like like Walter even tries to convince Fred at, at near at the beginning like we we could just send her out the door and which like, is a smart move, right? And like we'd all be fine. But Fred's like, is that like is that what you want to do? Is that who you yeah, want to be? But but this is like Fred brings this up at one point. And he says, like, I've never felt alive. Like, I haven't felt this way in such a long time. Right. Like, it was just, these guys are just doing the same thing it's every the same fucking old war day. Stories. Right. And so it's like, it's almost like something comes along like this and they're like, let's fucking do it. It's a chance like, to be the men they were. Exactly. One more, one more time. Right? One more time. I'm ready to die. Let's go. <laughs> kind of thing. Well, I, I, well there's also the pike. The fact that they all seem like they want to die. Yeah. Like, which is just, which is just like a, something that I don't think is addressed enough in movies like this, where, um, soldiers are always held up to be these incredible heroes. I don't think at any moment these guys are held up to actually be heroes. I think they are with each other. They look at each other as... Yes, heroic because they're friends and they've had these relationships for so long. But it's not the movie isn't trying to be like these are some perfect heroes who did everything right. No, uh, for sure it's these. They're are, they're heroes to each other. Like yeah. they're they're there. They were they're fighting for each other. Like as an anti, like, as, I mean, just to, to put this in context, as like for how anti-war and anti like aggression i am like i think it was really kind of refreshing to see a film like this where 
it didn't feel like this was a pro-war, pro-anything. It was more of a pro-like, I was put in these situations through, like, volunteering or being drafted or whatever, but this is who I am now. Mm -hmm. These are my friends and we're going to be there for each other. It it was just nice. Well, and it's also, they even say like, uh, all the things you say, like even Sean, he walks in and he says, yeah, they tell me, uh, they told me if I wore my uniform, I get put in the first class. Mm -hmm. And the reality is no. (laughs) And, and this is how, so it's like the perception of how you'll be treated once you're, when you're a soldier and the reality is not the same. Yeah, it's almost like saying like like these guys understand like your promise that you're going to be a hero. Yeah. But the world does not care about you. You're just fodder. Yeah, like once you're done, that's it. Yeah, like but then you can spend out the rest of your years at the VFW. Just being an alcoholic drinking and drinking beer and like having failed yeah. marriages. Wow. Like I mean, first blood taught us all about that, right? Coming right, back. Right. So once these guys decide they're going to hunker down and, like, protect the bar, uh, they realize they don't have that many shells for the shotgun. Yeah. Uh, Sean's only got a few rounds left in his handgun after he picked off all those zombies outside. Yeah. Those hype zombies. So they have to, like, do an A-team montage of, like, getting some weapons ready. But this was also fun. Oh, sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It like, reminded me, and again, it kind of reminded me of From Duck Till Dawn a little bit, too, where they, they're making all the steaks and all this stuff. Yeah, totally. Getting ready for the, the vampires. Uh, I I really enjoyed this like and and that's another thing like I like once again the camaraderie like I really liked this there's no conflict it's just it's there's always a mole there's always a bat you know there's always one person who's gonna slow. like and you you think that's gonna happen in this and they actually take that so let's talk about that scene for a second so you there's always a scene in which one of the members of like the core group mm-hmm. is gonna sell everybody out yeah in it's some gonna, way. It's a common trope in especially in zombie movies, right? Like because the one of the things that zombie movies examine is how do humans react to Absolutely. these traumatic situations and then how how does each character yeah. respond? Yeah, like the Costanza when there's a fire. <laughs> yeah. Or the fog. The fog's the same way. Where it's like how are we all going to react? Yeah. And and, and you know there's always going to be at least one or two yeah. of these like maybe morally weaker characters who are more concerned with saving themselves than the and group. There's two ways that they're portrayed. They're either portrayed immediately as being used car salesmen <laughs> or they're portrayed as being pious. Right. Yeah. Right. So like if somebody's a weak character, like a used car salesman or incredibly pious, like, you know, like, okay, that's the, that's who's going to be the, the sell it. Right. Mm-hmm. So is it uh, Martin Cove? Yeah. So Martin Cove, he, you think he's going to go sell everybody out. Yeah, they definitely set that up through the whole thing. Like, you you feel that that's what's going to happen. So then he goes and he's like, all right, I can make a deal. And he goes and he, he talks to Boz. He does the whole thing. Then it doesn't turn out the way you think it's going to turn out where he's going to actually sell them out. Right. He's like, yeah, like he genuinely he- believes he's going to make a deal. Yeah, he's and doing what, what he thinks is going to get them all out of the situation. Yeah, and then when he doesn't make the deal, he does the thing where he actually helps everybody. Yeah, he hasn't actually turned on them, and he's not trying to get himself like out of the situation. He is trying to make it so that everyone... Yeah, he's will. trying to save everybody. But uh, we do get in some... We get some pretty good gore. 
throughout this. We movie. do get some pretty good gore. <laughs> I mean, right after that initial wave, I think it's Walter William Sadler, like fucking stomps that guy's head in continuously. <laughs> it just continuously. just doesn't stop. Later, when Tank comes in and is like beating the shit out of everybody, and then you know, like they even shoot him, and he's still like mowing everyone down. Yeah. And then uh, Lizard gets on his back and is just like stabbing him repeatedly. Yeah. And I then Sean comes in and just starts kneeing him in the face until his face is like a bloody pulp. I love all that stuff. <laughs> I know you do. It's bud. so good. <laughs> when even when Tank first shows up, he's got like there's a whole crowd of hype drug drug addicts outside trying to bang on yeah, the door and, he's and get in. He uses that. one of them as like a door knocker and just smashes their head repeatedly I mean, into the door. Watching that, I'm like, what's the point? Like it's not helping you in any way. <laughs> but the, then the door I'm just down eventually. Well yeah. But <laughs> It's just like, I love it. Like, that guy's head is non-existent now. Yeah, it's just mush. Like, it's just mush. But, you know, you get it from the, the beginning when Lizard's sister right. jumps off the she balcony. Off and you get the splat <laughs> and right get the, the like, beginning. so much blood everywhere. Yeah. It's like, all right, that's the kind of movie this is going to be. Like, oh, James is in. I am totally in When I was this. watching it and that happened, I was like, all right, yeah. this is going to be a good one for James. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what I was hoping. Like, I had heard it was uh, it was pretty gory, but I didn't know for sure. So, I mean, I got to say, like, this movie turned out to be pretty much exactly what I had hoped it would be, just from what I had heard about it. Yeah, yeah, I seen the poster a couple times, but I never, I don't know, thought I should watch it or... Yeah. I didn't know anything about it, so I'm glad that we watched it, because I got to enjoy <laughs> the to gore. En- and to enjoy all that gore. Yeah. Lots of axes in heads, machetes in necks. Yeah. yeah. All kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, so... Well, if, if we want to just talk about like our favorite death, do you have a favorite uh, like kill scene, James? Well, um, it would probably have to either be the tank smashing that guy's head oh, yeah. into the door, or I do like the stomping on that guy's <laughs> head, yeah. and then it just... Because you just show him stomping and stomping, <laughs> and, like then showing, <laughs> yeah, and, and then showing the head, and it's just like... Just destroyed. Destroyed. Like I do like a good head stomping. It was movie. just so good, <laughs> and they but they do that so many. I feel like they do that so many times in this movie, and every time I'm just like, yes, I <laughs> love like, it. No diminishing returns. No, it's just like he loves it. <laughs> this I could watch this all day long. Uh, I like Gutter's death. You know, Boz's right hand woman. She comes in. She's having a big fight with Abe, Fred Williamson, and she's about to kill him. And then uh, Stephen Lang has made his way back in, and he fucking jams that flagpole. Oh like, yeah, in her mouth through the back of her neck. Yeah, that like, was pretty good. Yeah, I'm gonna go with yeah. Dustin. That's my favorite. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. That Spider is a pretty good one as well. I mean, there's a lot of good ones. You could pick a pick a bunch. Yeah, I definitely feel like the gore is on like another level for sure. Uh, and he gets away with a lot of it too because oh, there's so much blue and red lighting because they're in the bar so it's a lot just like a lot of neon um yeah. which makes me also think uh i really enjoyed the soundtrack which of course also is reminiscent of carpenter style so the composer is steve moore uh, and he's done music for movies like The Guest, John. Oh, fuck yes. Um, he did a recent one with Stephen Ewan called Mayhem, and has... Um, oh, yeah, Mayhem. I want to see that. I've, I've heard good things yeah. about that one, too. Um, 
uh, and a few other movies as well. But he he was in this band called Zombie, which is basically like a band that does this kind of music. So. Yes, I've heard of the. Uh, yes, yeah. okay. Yeah, uh, I've heard. I've heard of. I've never listened to. But yeah. yeah, you'd probably dig it. Uh, yeah. So, just I thought the the music fit everything super well. Um, I mean, and again, adding to that whole Carpenter flavor that he's going for here. Yeah. Um, and the lighting as well just gives you that mood. Like, it's obviously they don't have a shitload of money to no. shoot this movie. So he gives it that grainy grindhouse kind of look. Yeah. So um, I, I think, um, like, William Sandler and I think a bunch of these guys turned it down originally. But once they got, like, Stephen Lang. Oh yeah, and then they started adding the cast that yeah, they did. Yeah, because it's an imp- impressive cast in its own right. Yeah, like, then then people started to actually like sign on, and this is kind of like, uh, I mean, in a way, it's a better Expendables, right? Yeah, I actually Every, everything's a better Expendables. <laughs> I actually heard somebody refer to it that way. Oh yeah? yeah, yeah, it's like Carpenter meets Expendables. Yeah, because these guys are all, I mean, other than George Went. But the rest of those guys were all like done their time in big time action movies. I and... bet you George Wentz got paid more than almost everybody. <laughs> Probably. Stephen Lang. You know, the funny thing, Stephen Lang's in a lot of movies and I've known who he is for a while, but I never made the connection until last night that he is Ike Clanton in Tombstone. Oh, shit. <laughs> He's the one that Val Kilmer's like... I know, Ike. Let's have a spelling contest. Maybe poker's just not your game, Ike. I know. Let's have a spelling contest. I thought about just ring your scrawny neck. <laughs> yeah, oh, fuck. I, he is? Wow. Wow. I just realized that last night I was like, because he was, he was using his actual accent, I think, which is in Tombstone. And I was like, He's fucking Ike Clanton from fucking Tombstone. I, I don't know why I never realized that before. Hmm. But uh, he's also in your favorite movie. You are on Pandora, ladies and gentlemen. And you need to respect that fact every second of every day. Now, out beyond that fence, every living thing that crawls, flies, squats in the mud, wants to kill you and eat your eyes for jujubees. He's in uh, Avatar. Which we will do. Oh, he podcast. is I, in Avatar. I know he's in Avatar. He's also in Avatar <laughs> Two. Yeah, which just finished filming. Right, big news. For yeah, you. so we have two years left of visual well, effects post production. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm hoping that uh, COVID wipes out the entire team. <laughs> How dare you? Man, I fucking hate Avatar. You haven't even seen it. So. I hate the concept of Avatar. <laughs> we'll do it soon. <laughs> What? Are, are we already visionary? At, are Maybe we already to, at you the? Know, we would do it if we have a Patreon. We could do it as a Patreon episode. Yeah, sure. With a guest host. Yeah. No, you'll be on. No, I won't be you, on. You have to be on. <laughs> I'll phone in. <laughs> it's gonna be me on a phone call. Guest host Andy. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, that's Andy, that thirsty bitch. He'd love to be the host. Well, yeah. Let's get our Patreon going. Get him in here. Um, uh, we, are we like actually at the point where we're going to uh, review this? Like we're going to give a read? Yeah, pretty quick. I mean, I'm just trying to think if there's any other stuff that we missed that we should talk about. They do that. They have that cool booby trap with the spike. Uh, yeah. With the I did like sticks. the I did like the booby traps. I, I thought all that stuff was fun. The grenades. The uh, grenades they made. Yeah. The, the tennis ball grenades were fun. 
Yeah, um, and then they had the truck. They yeah. started the truck up, and there's some good a good little fight on there. Mm-hmm. I'd really liked the Sean character. I mean, he was so gung ho. He's with these guys. Uh, I love at the end when William Sadler sacrifices himself. I mean, yeah, is this a, an amazing drama? No, but they hit these beats pretty good. Like, yeah, you, they you're, do. you're absolutely right. They they hit the beats well. Um, I think that they kind of take a few. It helps to have veteran actors doing these things. Yeah, yeah. I I I, I think they 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 take a few uh, unexpected turns where like you think they're going to do one thing and they and they don't. Like we we talked about that with the um, uh, Martin Cove, mm-hmm. Lou, like where he doesn't sell them out. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, I love how they rally around everybody. Like there's there's this the, the true sense of like um, like like brother or sisterhood or like where lizard comes in and like they do genuinely it takes them longer to like get into the into a sort of more friendly relationship with her but by the end of the movie like they do but totally... what i like is that they they didn't have a serious conversation about selling her out right away right yeah i mean it's like i feel suggested like... But then, like Fred shuts it down. Fred, I, I like that. Like I, I think that there is this super easy thing where you have this incredibly moralistic character in Fred, mm-hmm. where he just is like he is the rudder who's going to like decide everything, and every everything's going to fall either like with with him or against him, right? But it works in this film. Yeah, where like it, there's other films where it doesn't work, especially where you have like a conniving backstabbing character it always feels so kind of tacked like shitty where yeah, they don't I mean it's I mean it was one thing when you first see those that sort of thing in a movie and it can make it can make sense and be organic too where it's like yeah I mean we're trying to display different types of humans and different ways that people react but it's become a, such a thing where it's like are we going to really do that again yeah, yeah. If, if Doug did it right yeah like that's the, that's the, the old guy, right? Sully. No, Doug is the one who's dying on the bar for the most. Of the yeah, night. If, yeah, and so I say, if Doug did it, that'd yeah. be funny, right? <laughs> but like, he's not. He didn't do it. You know what I mean? That man, that guy loves weed. <laughs> um, he's so he's so endearing. I love too at the end when you know uh, William Sadler has gone. He drove the truck full on into Boz after uh, Fred shoots him. And then blows himself up, basically. And then suggest Fred and Lizard and Sean go back to the bar. And Abe is sitting there, and they're like, they're doing a, they're doing a shot for like everybody who died yeah. over, over the night. And uh, and like Abe, and then all of a sudden he's like, "I'm not fucking dead." Yeah, his son is like, actually like scared me for a second. <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, he's alive!" <laughs> but then he dies like right after that. Uh, it's kind of funny. Uh, it's a fun movie. Uh, I think that what we can say is uh, VFW. Um, it's a fun. It's it's a fun modern take on the drug-addled zombie, <laughs> uh, which I think is kind of maybe not yet a genre, but I think will be. We've started to see a few movies that have done yeah. this sort of thing, right? Uh, but I think it's a modern fun take on that. So let's get to our reviews. Uh, Dustin, it's your film. Why don't you go first? 
Uh, oh yeah, and one other thing is that this this also fits into the whole like one crazy night kind of movie. Oh, uh, everything yeah. happens in one. Yeah, and I mean we kind of briefly talked about how it's like assault on precinct thirteen. Right. right. Oh yeah, we should talk about for a second about how this stacks up against Carpenter. Yeah, uh, where I mean, it it definitely this is my opinion. Uh, it definitely pulls from Carpenter for sure, but it falls. Up. In my opinion, um, very short of Carpenter. Sharpenter, sorry, Carpenter. Sharpenter. Uh, Carpenter has this ability to just like effortlessly weave in social commentary, where I don't mm-hmm. think this film does. That's true. Uh, I mean, the other thing is that this isn't original. Like, no. Carp- like this has the advantage. You can t- do a thing like this where you do a, a new version of an old movie. And you have the advantage of building upon all this stuff that came before you. Mm-hmm. And if you're not doing anything new, you can sharpen some things that maybe weren't the best about, say, Assault on Precinct 13. Like maybe there could have been some better, I don't know, character work in Assault on Precinct 13. But that was an original movie. So it's not going to measure up as a classic. It's But it is a fun time for what it is, is, yeah. is what I would say. I'd say that's totally true. Like this movie pulls inspiration from Carpenter. Uh, it builds on what Carpenter is in a sense, but it just doesn't touch what Carpenter brought to film. Like, and, and it, his, like his social commentary, uh, for sure. His film, the, the filmmaking isn't even close to being no, there. I, I don't think so. Like no. he, he's not shooting things in a way that, that is uh, on the level of Carpenter. And that's totally he okay. Get, he gets to have his, he gives the movie its own look and everything and feeling. But yeah, it's not the filmmaking isn't no, but like like I'm saying, like that's totally fine. Like that's not a bad thing. I'm not shitting on this movie for for doing that. Like it it it, it's its own thing. Um, Well, I'm curious to check out. He put out another movie the same year as this one called Bliss, that is about like a drugged out like vampire person. Actually, played the main character is played by Dora Madison in that movie, who was Gutter in this movie. So it's apparently a very different movie from this. So I'm interested to check that out and see if he kind of has more of his own thing going on in that movie. Interesting. Anyway, let's give you a rating. Yeah, my uh, my reaction was a seven, and my overall score ended up being a seven point two. James. Yeah, my reaction is a seven overall, a six point six. Yeah, and mine's a seven, a six point six as well, which actually gives it a six point six. I mean, that's a high fucking rating. Six point eight. Six six point eight. Yeah. So we have a tie, three way tie. So with forty nine Django and fifty five Deadly Venoms. Oh yeah, I mean. So do you want to go, Dustin? It's your movie. So do you want to go first or last? I'll go last. Okay. So I would put this behind those two because Django and Five Deadly Venoms to me are more kind of like set some trends, kind of like, you know, like if Carpenter was in here, it'd be like, obviously Carpenter would be, right? right. right? Like this kind of plays off of Carpenter. So it plays off of like older and that's kind of what Django and Five Deadly Venoms kind of is. So yeah. I'm gonna say the same thing as James. Like if I mean Django and Five Deadly Venoms both brought like insane new things that I had never seen before. 
Uh, yeah. So it's going to go to me behind five deadly venoms at 51 and ahead of true lies, which is fucking crazy. That's crazy. (laughs) Oh, this list. But anyway, I I agree with you guys. Totally. Those movies have like cemented themselves, a legacy for themselves. This is a relatively new movie and that is very much an homage to an older movie. So I had a lot of fun with it, but yeah, I can't put it ahead of either of those. I mean, how is this movie ahead of true lies speed and escape and escape from from new york York. how does that make that's kind of insane but it's just because our the reviews are so arbitrary it's all so much like what you're feeling at the time that you rate it it's because it's because nothing matters (laughs) nothing nothing does matter nothing it's because we're all nothing matters we're all gonna die yeah let's keep making this list it's a fun list john i want to know what fucking Halloween goodness you've picked for us. Oh, it's next. my pick next. I can do. I can go because I already picked. Mine. I skip. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip mine. I'm gonna give James. Okay, we're gonna go to James. Yeah, we're, come back to we're gonna come back to me All next right. week. Maximum overdrive. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> Have you seen a little Stephen Hold King? On. I've James, never seen it. James has never seen Emilio? it. Yeah, I've never seen it, and uh, somebody recommended it. Well, get ready for a cocaine fueled. Yeah, somebody recommended to me on <laughs> Instagram, so ride. I watched the trail. And I'm like, fuck yeah! All right, James. So I know that you like to do this. Look up facts about this movie. Okay, I will. After you watch it, look up facts because you are gonna have. Hope you boys are ready to listen to some ACDC. I hate the it. entire soundtrack <laughs> is ACDC. Yes, this movie is brought to you by Cocaine and ACDC. It sounds great. Wait until you watch it. Thank you guys so much for listening. I want to say first of all, thank you to Jeremy K. David for our theme song. Uh, please check us out at Action Action at Letterbox.com uh, on Action Action Podcast on Instagram. And we will see you next week when we watch Maximum Overdrive. Um, Later, cunts. He's got scallions.